Welcome to The Authentic Girls Club. We are Charlotte and Kat and we have spent the last few years lifting the lid on our lives. We decided to stop waiting for things to change and instead be that change with all of our hearts. In that decision, we have got to see all that is so possible when we step out of our own way. And we are so excited to help you do the same. We get one life, right? So let's choose to live it authentically, aligned, and to its fullest. We are here to empower, to inspire, and to encourage you to simply take your next step today and to be so proud of yourself along the way. In this podcast, we will be sharing our real and raw moments with you and all that we have done to create the lives we love now. So let's jump straight in. Hello, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Yes, I'm doing okay, thank you. I'm doing okay. Um, So I'll lead us into this episode because it is a bit of a personal one, guys. And I have teetered on the edge for a few, probably a week or a couple of weeks of whether to share this or not. And I did share it on my social media on Monday, I think it was. And it became evident that it is a conversation that maybe needs to be had and needs to be shared that little bit more. Um, So the very reasons that were almost stopping me sharing, I have identified are the very reasons that I should share. And I have basically been through um, a missed miscarriage very recently. And we had just done our retreat, hadn't we? Which was incredible. I was on cloud nine, as were you, and so was Sam. We had the most amazing day, and I had a little summer secret that um, I thought we were expecting baby number three. And on the Monday, I was going home kind of twice as excited because I had my 12-week scan, and getting to that scan. I was excited, had a few nerves like you do. Um, But sitting down on that bed and when they first put that cold, mm. <laughs> cold stuff on your tummy, mm. um, it felt a little bit different. And I don't know why I felt a little bit different and nothing came up on that screen. And it was just a black screen and just silence and obviously I get why they're silent but it was scary because you're like why are they not saying anything (laughs) and neither was Dale really neither was I in those moments and it was thought that I possibly had a miscarriage and but they couldn't couldn't be certain so it was been a few weeks of a lot of waiting because they have to wait a week to make sure that there hasn't been any growth. Um, but in those moments, after finding that out, I had to have an internal exam, you know, so many more things that you don't expect, you know, from that situation that can be and feel quite a lot, you know. And um, I was 
in the room, they put you in a little side room. Um, and one of the first things Dale said to me was, don't blame yourself. What did I do? <laughs> I blamed myself. And I instantly went to, it's my fault. Like my body's failed. And I held such a resentment towards my body because I'd not known. <laughs> and this had possibly happened around about six weeks, we thought by then, by the size and stuff. And my body had continued on thinking it was pregnant and I couldn't believe that it couldn't know and that there wasn't any symptoms and there weren't any signs. And I felt really stupid for having shared that with anyone, that I was pregnant and I wasn't. And, um, oh, yeah, that was um, a lot. So we basically went out the back exit, which I've never experienced before. And I get why they do it, but it is a weird old time. I don't think there's a right or the wrong, you know, wrong way for them to deal with that. Got a free parking thing so we don't have to pay for parking. <laughs> And we went out of that back door and I just felt so um, just awful, you know, and so like a failure. <laughs> and I went home and I wanted to shut myself away and just, just close the doors, close everything in. And I did. And I needed that. But about an hour after just I said to dad, I just need to sit on the sofa uh, he actually really encouraged me to go and tell my mum and dad because I hadn't told them that I was even pregnant at this point. And I was scared to tell them. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but to then have that double whammy of telling them that I was pregnant and I possibly wasn't anymore was was a lot. But I I did go and kind of, Dale really did push me into that, into that, but I really needed that because mm -hmm. I could have so easily hidden away and not spoken to anybody and stayed in that I'm a failure and being so, so harsh to myself. So I want to share this for that reason of how I have over this past few years built up such an amazing self-awareness within like I I catch myself a lot <clears throat> if I'm being unkind to myself or if I'm you know telling myself I can't do something when I know that I can um and in those moments I I didn't spot it straight away but I did start to spot it probably towards the end of that day and that was powerful and mm -hmm. you know I'm not saying that that made this time any easier but what did happen through that awareness of knowing just how much I was blaming myself was I kind of went through those questions of what is the truth here <laughs> has my body failed and I started to look into how this happens why this happens reading other people's stories and it wasn't my fault. <laughs> my body hadn't failed. And I read something that said, oh, I should have had this up, but it was basically that in the, in not speaking, how much shame can, can breed in, in that, that space and how shame then feeds into loneliness. And 
in that moment, I gave myself a hug. (laughs) (laughs) And I shared this to you before because I actually did give myself a hug and it was such a moment of deep, deep self-compassion for me because I felt sorry for my body for not having known, you know, and you, and that was such an incredible shift to have that without that awareness, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have had at all. Like I would have continued on the story of I'm a failure and my body's a failure but in giving myself a hug, I realized that it wasn't my fault and I hadn't failed. And that self-compassion, I still had obviously, you know, rode the waves of sadness and needing slow days and needing days to just do nothing. But then equally, you know, I kind of had days where, you know, you kind of want to do things and get back to normal. So I still experienced those waves, but those waves weren't as fierce with self-compassion because I had my own back and I had my body's back and it allowed me to kind of feel that sadness but also move through into gratitude a little bit quicker and just be grateful for having had that summer with that little baby that I won't get to meet um I can genuinely sit here and say that, that I'm grateful that I had that chance. And obviously I wish things were different and I wish, you know, that they were still right inside growing today. But life will always have its challenges and this was one of those challenges and it really, really showed me how much what we do in terms of building self-awareness, building that self-compassion, becoming our own coaches, becoming our own best friends, becoming that person that we can turn to and support, feel that support, it really helps. (laughs) And I, I kind of look back on this and think, if I'd have experienced it a few years ago without the awareness, what that would have looked like. And that makes me sad because I could have continued on that path of being really quite harsh to myself. And that would have fed into quite a lot, you know, going forward. So, ah, compassion. Compassion. You You chose to take care of yourself. Yeah. And the interesting thing was the first thing that Dale said to me was don't blame yourself. And people can say these things. I could, we could sit here and to to anyone who's listening, who may be going through a hard time or going through something similar, we can sit and say, don't blame yourself. Mm -hmm. But until you take that with it, like I had to not blame myself. (laughs) And I realized that, that this is a very unique and personal journey self-compassion is where it's at and I think the world needs a lot more of it (laughs) absolutely thank you for sharing no worries thank you and I think it's important to have conversations like this isn't it because I can only imagine how alone in that moment you would have felt and I know you've kind of expressed that as well and it's important to have these conversations and that strength within Mm. to move from it's my fault. My body's yeah. failed me. To 
hold on a minute <laughs> it hasn't mm-hmm. it's not my fault and to physically mm-hmm. give yourself a hug wow like mm-hmm. just big wows <laughs> yeah big wows because like you've reflected it's the journey you've been on the past few years Mm. that's allowed you to do that because you've been you you're equipped you're Mm. equipped and you're tooled up and you kind of know how to look after yourself yeah and you know when you need that self-compassion you're not afraid to give it to yourself no and what a wonderful gift to be able to give to yourself Mm. in a challenging time like that and like we always share we don't wear rose tinted glasses like no no what is it unicorns and rainbows and all sorts of things it's not it's yeah. not for that is it and and don't get it, me wrong I had that moment where I was like for goodness sake not another thing like yeah. come on like yeah. and I'm not being funny guys I would be completely honest in this right now right I work very hard with all that we do don't I as do you and it's it's a journey and you know, the journey to building a business, you have to be relentless. The journey to being the change that you wish to see in the world is a relentless journey. And it, it takes a lot of taking personal responsibility. And I think when this happened, it was another thing of like, come on. Mm. I thought this beautiful summer surprise was like, and I, I was just, it. I didn't, it was a surprise and, I, you know, a beautiful one. And I didn't know that that was going to be our path, but I was so excited. And you mm. just think, oh it's been taken away Mm. and we can very quickly then throw in the towel (laughs) and say well thanks life Mm. another thing what's the point oh let's go back to that one one. (laughs) and that's why I reflect on the strength within and the resilience Mm. and that's not to say you just okay because I hope it's okay to share this we had a chat and you were like moving through the challenge. You possibly did it faster than you thought you could. You you could. Is that okay? To, to yeah. does that make sense? And I think yeah. it's and it's not to say that 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 what happened didn't happen. It's it's you know when we just stay in a place for a a period of time. Yeah. I think with doing the inner work the way we do the self development the personal growth. It's it's this in this equipping yourself to move, move through the challenges at just a different pace, and that doesn't mean don't feel squash the emotions. No. Absolutely not at all. It is feel it all and know that that's okay, and then it's just our within our abilities to kind of get back to that kinder, more compassionate, yeah, um, self talk. I think what you've just said, feel it all. Because yeah. historically what I probably would have done is felt part of it and then run away, felt part of it and run away. Mm. And what I did do in those moments that followed finding out and, you know, in kind of that limbo, awful limbo phase was really allow myself to feel it and feel that yeah. sadness because it was incredibly sad. And of course I didn't want that to happen. Like, mm. and I, you know, I felt all the feelings in those moments, but the important thing was, you know, you hear that a lot, don't you feel your feelings? Oh, goodness mm. sake. But actually, if we let ourselves, and, you know, I sat on the sofa and watched absolute nonsense for a couple of days and just, but I was all there. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have done that before. 
Mm. So it was kind of that I didn't run away. So it was almost, I suppose, um, hard. No, I don't know. It's not really a didn't harder or not hard because it was it was hard in those moments. But what I mean is, I, I did feel everything, but I allowed myself to without the running away which yeah. I would have done previously. And then yeah. that kind of, like you say, kind of elongates that really painful time. And it's, mm-hmm. we're, we're always going to go through this at our own pace and, and not one, two people are the same at all. No, not at all. No. Um, but when I look at my journey of how I would have dealt with this without the self-awareness and self-compassion, I would have run away. <laughs> and in running away, those feelings would have got more and more a grip on me that fit like that failure that it's my fault Mm. I would have stuck these labels on me and they would have ingrained themselves on me and it Mm. would have been much harder to remove them whereas in noticing that it's my fault label that I'm a failure label stuck it on put like you know for for the moments that pass mm. and when I needed to feel that but then I did something and I was able to take that off and just go absolutely not that's not me <laughs> yeah um and that's that was empowering because I also found the evidence that it wasn't my fault and sometimes I think without that we can just think that our thoughts are a hundred percent the truth mm. And, you know, when it's our thought, that's reality. Yeah. But I'd love to know how many of our thoughts are not reality because I bet that number is pretty high. Well, with the know. amount that we have a day, probably a lot are not, yes. are not true. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because I, I think I remember that, I think it was perhaps the first time we spoke on a, maybe a Zoom or something um, following and I just could sense something. And I think I said to you without you saying anything, you do know it's not your fault, don't you? Yeah. I could, you know, we just, because it's almost mm. like our go-to, isn't it? It is. And, and that, just, that's so sad to me. And I, I think that I found that extra sad, that that's what we go mm. to, mm. that that's our natural mm. thought after something like that can happen. That's not right. And I, no, <laughs> and I think an easy way to kind of think about self-compassion in terms of how to give it to yourself, how to start practicing it. If it was, you see yourself as the friend. So if I'd have come to you and said mm-hmm. what I that I had been through that, yeah, would you turn to me and tell me it was my fault and that my body had failed me? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't. No. And that really puts it into perspective, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Of. Mm-hmm just these assumptions that we can make and that blame that we can so quickly just drop on ourselves Mm. yeah gosh and I kind of going through that it was like I say you still we don't wear rose tinted glasses and it wasn't easy and I have had you know that mixture of emotions and then you know everyone's you know story is different with this but you know it was for me personally it was it was a lot of waiting and Mm. I think it was over the space of three weeks I think it was about three weeks um that ended in me um blacking out and having to go to hospital and having Mm. a procedure done that was that was horrible you know it was Mm -hmm. it was a lot it was a lot um 
but then I don't know moving through that like you say I can't, well obviously was in hospital on the Thursday and we had a family wedding on the Saturday in Croatia and <laughs> my daughters were flower girls and I remember I spoke to the nurses and I was like oh, like I, I just I want to go <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should go. I feel like I'm ready to go. Um, and obviously that was, you know, kind of, they advised me on what they could advise me on in terms of like, you know, my health and stuff. Um, but I did go and it was actually the perfect way to just get away for a few days and come back. And it did hit me again when I came back because you, that was a little just a little stint of running away really wasn't it putting yourself in a different place but it was needed and then yeah it's just this roller coaster so I think we kind of we all navigate it differently and it's about what I wanted to share actually was the the tool that I've used over this past few years and I started out where I had to journal it because um I wouldn't just ask myself this, these two questions naturally. And I've, I think we've shared them before on the podcast, but I always used to journal most mornings and just ask myself how I was and what do I need from me today? Simply those two questions. And through that time, I continue to ask myself that and and because I have journaled and journaled and journaled about those two questions it comes very naturally to me now so I don't actually need to write it down and it, it it's just a, a thought that I have every morning most most of the time when I'm having my coffee and I honored that need to go yeah and then equally when I got back I honored that need to slow down again a little bit and you know it was just that kind of first of all finding out how we're feeling and what those needs are is really important and I think I'd gone so far away from that previously like I wouldn't have a clue really how I was feeling you know you know and we ask each other oh I'm I'm fine we've got very good at saying I'm fine (laughs) (laughs) oh if we're saying I'm fine we need to look a little deeper yeah um 100% I remember when I used to start journaling I'd say um so I'd ask the question, how are you, Charlotte? Literally write that out. Mm. Then I'd be like, I'm fine, thank you, Charlotte. How are you? So mm. that's how I'd always reply. I'd always deflect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I'd have to come back to it. I'd write that out. But how are you really? Yeah. And then I could start getting into that. But I needed those first few yeah. words and that little bit of like ping-ponging just yeah. to get myself uh, going on the page. It's um, lovely the conversations you can have with yourself yeah. on the page because I do the same and I put, <laughs> how am I? And then... um I reply with I'm fine thank you and um, then I put well we both know what that means don't we (laughs) (laughs) what's going on not okay (laughs) oh Oh, gosh but yeah that that moment doing that with your coffee in a morning habit stack do it with something you're already doing like yeah and you know I know that life is busy right and you know we can realistically you know, self-compassion is going to come pretty low down on your list of priorities if you've not practiced this very much. It really Mm. is. But I promise you that when you start putting it further up on your to-do list and you have it stack it with something you're already doing and you just start asking yourself a few questions, start building that self-understanding, 
that though just start figuring out what those those wants and needs are again that connection back to yourself is so beautiful and I don't think until experiencing this I realize quite how I do have my own back and it's Mm. been a really beautiful thing to see Mm. and I am the person that I can turn to and that is so beautiful to me because that was worlds away from a few years ago like I was my own worst enemy (laughs) and now your own best friend it's something to be so so proud of yeah and when and maneuvering it from the bottom of the list like and moving it in terms of the priorities yeah up almost to the top we look after ourselves we understand mm. ourselves yeah we become we start to have a great relationship with ourselves yeah. and we love ourselves unconditionally yeah it's just it that's really where the magic lies and life just changes a lot doesn't it does it? it really really does and that's not to be without hard times but it's it's mm. you navigate them differently and you see the beauty in things that you'll be like there's no beauty there there, there is mm. <laughs> that hug I gave myself in that moment was beautiful and it was a moment I will never forget and yeah yeah thank you I no worries at all (laughs) I also just thought I'd add on to this episode that obviously you know this is a a personal personal thing and if anyone did ever want to reach out to me um we're all we all go through this very very differently um but we are always here for you guys and just know that our dms our messages our emails hello at theauthenticgirlsclub.com are always open and yeah, we're just here for you and we believe in you. And I hope that you take away a big chunk of compassion from this episode and just give it to yourself. Even if you may seem silly, but give yourself a hug. <laughs> Feels kind of good. I won't lie. Yeah, Feels yeah. good <laughs> when you just have that moment and go, do you know what? I'm doing all right. I really, really am. Um. So yeah, lots of love, guys. Big, big love. And we will speak to you very soon. Take care. Speak soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you feel inspired to take a step forward today. And remember, be so proud of yourself when you do. We would love to hear your thoughts on the show. So please do take a moment to leave us a review and make sure you hit follow to never miss an episode. If you are ready to take this to the next level and be surrounded by women who have also chosen to lift the lid on their lives and see all that's so possible, then head over to www.theauthenticgirlsclub.com and join us today. We are the self-development community for women to transform and create a life they love now. And we cannot wait to welcome you. Sending our love today and always. Kat and Charlotte.